0: So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today.
1: Tom Giordano on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. Governor, welcome back. Thank you very much for joining us today.
2: My pleasure. Great to be with you. Thanks for having me on.
1: Well, um, I often tell listeners when we had you in studio in Philadelphia, you were a natural, so it's good to see you uh, in this role with some good news as far as uh, President Biden uh, having TikTok banned on uh, federal computers, et cetera, and phones, and yet he goes to TikTok now. Why should we not worry about that so much?
2: Well, I mean, I think the real simple answer is that uh, the more exposure Joe Biden has to anyone, but particularly young people, the better off we are. We, our polling shows a couple of interesting things amongst college students across the country. One, they think the economy is the number one issue. But but secondly, the vast majority of them believe that he's not competent, that he's not fit to be president of the United States. So putting him on TikTok, as dangerous as TikTok is, and it's the CCP trying to infiltrate our country through a variety of ways, including attacks on our border. But that's a whole nother discussion. But every time we put him uh, anywhere in front of the public, but particularly with young people, uh, it is only to our advantage. I think the key, though, is we've got to make sure we don't just talk about how incompetent he is, but how bad his ideas are. Because in the end, if they pull him and put Michelle Obama in, we've got to make sure that young people in particular, but voters overall, know these are bad ideas, not just a bad person.
1: Yeah, so um, you say the economy's a number... Well, first of all, you're polling twenty only 27% uh, see him as uh, someone fit to hold the office. Uh, did you poll with President Trump, too? You know, we're starting to see the other side, uh, Governor, try to make the case that President Trump is pretty much in the Biden world.
2: They just don't buy into that. Young people don't. Uh, voters in general don't. You know, this nonsense about... You know, trying to say that uh, he confused Nikki Haley with Nancy Pelosi. Heck, I was on the stage with him eight years ago. I know he's masterful at at defining his opponents. I I joked when I got out of that race, I got out before I got a nickname. It's so funny, (laughs) but it's (laughs) true.
1: Well, you know what? It is one of my saddest days that you got out, though. You, You should know that because you're a guy that, what, three times faced down people that wanted to kill you in some instances and one going away. So you know how to win in a swing state without a doubt. Uh, Number one issue, you say, is the economy then, you believe, with younger voters. Um, Biden, uh, I I like what Gallagher said, who the congressman from your state, Wisconsin, Biden trying to go on TikTok to appeal to a bunch of 18-year-olds who are anti-Semites. Now, that's strong language, but isn't that what he's trying to do? He's trying to lessen. Oh, for sure. Yeah, the Gaza. A guy yeah. who's
2: yeah. Who's underwater? And remember, you guys know it just like Wisconsin in 2022, the red wave became a red sizzle because in in, in your commonwealth, in in uh, in Wisconsin, in Nevada, in Arizona, all of our states were battleground states as they will be again. We saw a huge gap with 18 to 29-year-old voters of anywhere in the margins of 30 to 40 points in Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Arizona, other states. And that's what cost us those key Senate races. It was those younger voters. Now Biden is underwater with them. He, he's actually on the verge of losing those sorts of margins. And so they're desperately trying to do anything. And, and Congressman Gallagher is exactly right. It, the biggest problem he has besides the account is that you've got a bunch of these, particularly near-college age students, who are just knuckleheads, you know, the ones holding up signs saying from the river to the sea. And then we send our, our folks from YF out there uh, to videotape them and ask them. They can't even tell you what sea it is. They can't tell you what river it is. They're just following this nonsense out there. But but they're the ones upset with Biden, and, uh, you know, that's just fine. Let let the left eat their own uh, because, in the end, we've got to be focused on, on not just Biden but on these bad policies Getting our country back,
1: uh, Governor. Um, you, uh, you, the uh, material that was sent to me says you have some ideas for the RNC. I think we're in more capable hands. Um, you know, it seems like a lot of money was being wasted there. What does the RNC have to do, in your view?
2: Yeah, I talked to uh, Michael Watley the other day, and I think he and Laura Trump are going to be an excellent combo there. But they've got to get back to the basics. I mean, this is. I think there is an understandable situation where people feel frustrated, like they're not doing what we want them to do. Again, in, in, in your commonwealth, in my state, we know that the best way to fight uh, in election integrity is not after the fact, but it's almost impossible. But get in court now. The, the state party and the national party, RNC, probably more than ever, should be in court fighting these battles. Michael Watley, who will be the new chair, uh, did that in North Carolina to his credit, and that's why they went from a battleground state to a state-trending Republican. Uh, but we can win if we have a fair fight uh, after the fact is almost impossible. So get out there. Not only does that help legally with the battles we'll have in the 2024 election, but I think a lot of patriots listening and others across the country want this national party. They want the RNC to be aggressive. They want them to be leaders. Do that. Focus the resources on the handful of states. Again, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, make two of those that are going to side down with the presidency but are having critical U.S. Senate races, Uh, take the rest of those resources, target them towards House races that will keep the majority, and then recruit and rally uh, the the faithful, the the great patriots out there who want to get involved, plug them into races where they can make a difference. We need to get back to that grassroots mentality that we had in 2010, and uh, we just haven't seen that the last few years.
1: Um, is it stereotypical? Because I'm in this camp. And, uh, you know, even some smart people like Ron DeSantis, I think, misplayed this tactically. The issue of abortion with younger voters and the media hammers away. If you were running, they'd say Scott Walker wants to, you know, take your abortion rights away and they go with nothing else. What are your thoughts on that, particularly with younger voters?
2: Well I think particularly you got to make it a bigger case. Every Republican governor who ran for re-election in 2022 won big. They won by substantial margins and almost all of them were so well, all of them were pro-life, almost all of them were really pro-life in terms of signing pro-life legislation. The key was they didn't just make that the only issue in the race. They talked about the economy, they talked about making people's lives better. If it just becomes that issue, particularly with younger voters or suburban voters, Uh, Republican candidates get in trouble. But if there's a larger theme, if there's a a vision moving forward, if there's uh, competence in office, that's why Republican governors won. And I think that's a recipe for success in 2024 and beyond.
1: Talking with Governor Scott Walker, uh, Governor, mail-in balloting, our listeners have pivoted on this. They've taken to it. They want it done. Uh, We're not satisfied with the RNC and Republican Party in Pennsylvania. They're independent groups. That are doing well with that what are your thoughts
2: we got to work together we got to bank the vote you're exactly right i'd prefer personally i'd love to have everybody vote on election day uh, no you know paper ballot, same day voting voter id uh, we can have elements of that but we got to win with what we have and what we have right now is early voting it's mail-in voting and we got to get there and be aggressive we have enough people who share our views the polls show it uh, and the polls are usually biased, and right now they're showing in you know, our favor. But we've got to make sure that those folks vote. And to me, if you're a grassroots activist you're knocking on doors, making phones, reaching out to people, why not get them to bank that vote now? It will make a difference.
1: Parting question for you, uh, Governor. Last night, I'm sure you talked to people in pretty elevated circles, Republicans. Uh, how do we lose to a guy in New York, the epicenter of the illegal immigration in some ways, who just said recently what's a sanctuary city tell me what a sanctuary city is that's a misnomer it's all made up he did pose to saying shut the border then he pivoted to say but republicans didn't want to do this in this last deal call from mom answer it call silenced
0: instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game that's why they make ordering from your couch easy Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
1: In Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, and across, how do we deal with that? Your thoughts? Well,
2: special elections typically are small turnout, and and that's easier. In fact, we saw that years ago in Wisconsin, a special election in a heavily Republican area went Democrat because they just went out and flat out uh, attacked uh, voters who were upset with President Trump, motivated them, uh, whereas conservatives, Republican voters kind of sat on the side and didn't think it was going to happen, I think the key lesson learned from this is we got to motivate voters, we got to rally the forces, we got to be focused on what's at stake here, and what's on stake is everything. I mean, it's it's not just the economy; it, it's our very sovereignty as a nation with this border, and it's an issue in Pennsylvania and Wisconsin, heck, all the way up in Maine and Oregon. This is an issue that no longer just affects the border states; it is a national security crisis. And we've got to remind them when a 16-year-old dies of a fentanyl overdose, that's because of the failure of not just Joe Biden, but everybody on the left who shares these views to crack down and secure the border. We've got to make those issues paramount, uh, that public safety and a strong economy, not just overall, but an economy uh, that, that closes the gap between what people have in their wages, what they're able to pay for, and what prices actually are. The left has failed us. We need to turn that around.
1: Governor, always welcome in Philadelphia. Please come back and update us on what you're learning with YAF. So glad that you're in charge of a wonderful group.
2: Thank you. Good to be with you. YAF.org if people are interested. Send your kids, grandkids, or if you're a student listening, you're under attack. we got your back.
1: Absolutely. Thanks, Governor.
2: Bye now.
0: Dom Giordano, Weekdays, noon till 3. From Talk Radio 1210. WPHD.